welcome to Across the Pond, the Pan-Atlantic podcast discussing the differences between Scotland and the United States, told from the point of an American. That's me. And a Scot. That's me. Let's get it going. Welcome back to another episode of Across the Pond. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about literature. Um, this is something that I think that you know we both quite like. It was one thing that we always spoke about when we first became friends, is we both really do enjoy reading. Um, very different tastes in books, but... Yeah, I feel like we both do enjoy reading, yeah. You're looking at me like I'm a bit weird, but I feel like we both do. Oh, yeah. I think it's funny because I had this idea and I was like, that'll be cool. And now I'm like, you know, this will probably bore people to tears. So I think, you know, I'm going to both agree and disagree. I think that it would bore most people we know to tears, but wouldn't bore the people that we associate ourselves with to tears. Okay, yes. Yes. Because most, let's be honest, most of our, like, close friends quite enjoy a book. No. This... No? Okay, maybe just me then. <laughs> I It's like you and maybe one of my other friends like reading. And my sister, and that's about it. <laughs> Is it too early to make a dumb American joke? No, it's not. No, right, I'm just going to leave that there, that's fine. Um, But no, I mean, it's it's something that I mean, I, I read more so, you know, when I was younger, but I, I, I do still read quite a lot when I can. I just, I fucking love it. It's, I love, I love losing myself in a book. You know? I mean, I was reading it doesn't happen right often, before this, so. I wish I could say I was. I'm not. I've been drinking all day. I will apologise for any slurred words. <laughs> I st- I started drinking at half three, it's now nine o'clock. Yeah, um, just a PSA to people out there, don't get, like, really drunk and then try to read because the words will move off of the page. I have done this before and don't recommend it to people. (laughs) Counter-proposal, get really high, if it's legal, and try and read because that's so much fun. (laughs) I feel like I've never been high, so the idea of doing anything high sounds very entertaining to me. So I, I, I did it in Amsterdam and it was such a laugh. <laughs> such a laugh. Oh, um, right, well, I will, I feel like, like, I'm trying to remember now, you went first last time in terms of your, your you know, your, your shit that you were talking about, so I'll go first this time. Yeah, okay, fair. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to start old, work my way up to new, because I know fucking nothing about all the classic writers. Um one of the things with with like Scottish literature, you know, as 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 we've kind of we every every week when we talk about what we're going to talk about as our topic, we kind of try and make it quite broad. So this was literature. So obviously that covers you know books and stuff like that, but also you know poetry and etc. Scottish literature really sort of takes a back step in comparison to what you would say is like English stuff. You have like Shakespeare and shit like that that everyone knows, but there's not a lot of internationally acclaimed Scottish um, authors, really. Not not classics. I mean, there's there's a couple of modern ones, but not classics. Yeah. So the first one I've got down is um, Sir Walter Scott. So I think that when it came to... When we were talking about the monuments last week, last episode, sorry, not last week, mm-hmm. um, we mentioned the Scott Monument which is one of the ones that's you know in on the main street in Edinburgh uh, and that's named after you know Sir Walter Scott it was again it was it was just 
a, you know, a novelist, he was a poet, playwright, but it, it's like I, I, I've looked through the stuff that he's done, and apart from Rob Roy, which is a quite a famous Scottish text, um, which is kind of one of his historical ones, it's about the Jacobite uprising. That's history stuff. I don't really know a lot about. It. I'm not gonna pretend I do. But other than that, I don't really know a lot of his stuff. Like really, I, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't tell you a lot about it. The only thing I did find out while researching this is he died on my birthday. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's ironic. It was it was a hundred it was a hundred and sixty six years before it I was born, but it's you know it was on my birthday. Um. Genuinely, that's about it. There's really not much to say about Sir Walter Scott that I... It's, it's one thing that I, um, I... I do kind of regret as I don't know a lot of Scottish history. Um, I know what I read and I will learn the stuff that I read, but I really don't. Um, the other one is... And again, slightly more well-known and more prominent in Scottish sort of culture is Robbie Burns. Um, or Rob, it was Robert Burns, but we call him Robbie Burns. Um, again, he was a kind of poet, uh, he was a national bard, so again, it's, I don't even know what a bard is, right, I know that Shakespeare was called the bard, but I don't know what a bard actually is, I feel to tell like, the truth. I feel um, like someone taught me what it meant, and I do not recall the definition. Yeah, see, this is the thing, I just, I've got absolutely no year, I know, no idea. What I will say, though, is, you know, um, Old oh, Lang Syne. I know. It's a poet. Yeah. What? Oh, it's a poet. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. But, you, yeah, you know the song, Old Lang Syne, that everyone sings at, like, at, at, at the bells? No. At, the, at New Year, sorry. No. Have you never heard of Old Lang Syne? No. Right, well, I'm not going to sing it because I've got a horrendous singing voice. <laughs> but I, I, I go, and, go and look up Old Lang Syne. I'll be really surprised if you don't know it. But we have... Um, we have what we call Rabbi Burns Night, which is basically just, it, it's, it's, it's like a, I don't even know how to describe it, it's just a night that we, as a Scottish peoples, tend to celebrate Scottish culture. It's usually what happens is we celebrate, it's, it's meant to be to celebrate his life and stuff. Nobody really talks about that other than calling it Burns Night. It's the 25th of January and it's basically the only night of the year that I will exclusively eat haggis. It's just a big celebration of, of sort of Scottish literary genius. Okay. I looked up that song. Never heard of it in my life. I also could not tell what you were saying. So I googled the song sung on New Year's. Right, so old. Old is A-U-L-D. Yeah. means old. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't even want to try and pronounce but, that word. <laughs> oh, please do. Tell you what, right. No, right, no, 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 hold on. Hold on. Right, so there will be... There will be lyrics. Oh, so we th- the no, lyrics yeah, are no, in, I have the lyrics in, in, like, in front of my face English. right now. Yeah. And they don't, they're not, they're like English, but they're obviously a dialect that's Scottish. Yeah, that's, that's Scots. That's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's written in Scots, um, but even as someone who does understand Scots to an extent, I've got fucking no clue what old Lang Syne means. I think it means for like for old time's sake or like I feel like that's something to that. That seems right. Yeah, something to that. 
sort of effect, but that's that's really that's really it in terms of um, in terms of the the translation I'll give you into English. It says times I, I, long I just... past. That's the direct translation. Times long past. Times long. Yes, I don't even know. I think that what does that just mean? Like in retrospect, then or like. I guess so. I, I, honestly, I don't know. Yeah, that's t- to be honest. While researching sort of classic Scottish authors, that's really all I came up with. There will be more. I will have missed some. I will get shit for it. I know for a fact. But, like, I just... It's not something that I, I, I know a lot about. I feel like there'll be people who love who know, like, more sort of classic Scottish writers and authors and stuff, but I've got no fucking clue. Do you want to do... Right, so I'll tell you, well, rather than, rather than me doing my... Going on to my modern ones, mm-hmm. do you want to do your classic writers first? Sure. Go for it. Because okay. I feel like I know more of your ones than I know of mine. Yeah, so I just try to pull ones that, like, we are taught in, like, high school and English class, uh, like, required reading that we have to do. So basically all of the ones I'm about to list are something that I learned about probably in my second to last year in high school. Not in this order, but this is just the ones I remembered. So the first person is Mark Twain. Do you, I want to know. Do you know who Mark Twain is? I know, uh, yeah, he's sort of old guy, yeah, yeah. mad hair. yeah. yeah. Said something along the lines of, "I was it is it the older I get, the more I like my dog and hate people, or something like that." I feel I feel that so hard. I feel like Mark Twain <laughs> is often attributed to crazy quotes, and I have no idea if he actually said them, but I would believe it. He was an interesting dude from like all of the stuff I've I've learned about him, but he's he's popular for the um, Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn, which is like so uh, southern american redneck literature it they're really good books i really quite enjoy them but a bunch of people have issues reading them because it's written in the old-timey southern dialect so he doesn't write words out he like abbreviates them and changes the spelling of it depending on how people would have pronounced it which i usually don't have issues with because i lived in the south for a while but i remember when we read them in high school a bunch of my friends could not understand what he was trying to say yeah see I it's one of these things that I, I I've heard of Huckleberry Finn. I think I think everybody that has read a book has heard of Huckleberry Finn, but I've I don't know I I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't know what the story is. Yeah. Um but but I I've, I've heard of Mark Twain. Like it is it's just one of those names that that I think people have heard of. Um also I did look it up. The quote was the more I learn about people, the more I like my dog. Oh my god, do I feel that? <laughs> there you go. Um, and then I could go on to, like, what Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn is about, but, like, that's, I feel like this is not what that is about, so (laughs) I'll go on to the next author. Uh, the next one I have is Walt Whitman, which is another old dude. Uh, he was a poet, actually, and he's the father of free verse poetry. Um, he's basically known for his most, like, pronounced work is Leaves of Grass. Uh, it's a collection of poetry, um... Which, like I said, he writes free verse, so there's no, like, rhyming, there's no, like, certain stanzas, it's just words, and it's not sentences. Um, and he was the person that created so, that. 
it, it really shows by sort of lack of knowledge about this sort of stuff is that when I read Walt Whitman, for whatever reason, my first instinct was the guy from Breaking Bad. I... Now, his name's Walter White. It's, oh! it's, it's, he gets called, but he gets, right. But but there was the moment of, of, of this sort of weird sort of disconnect in my brain where I went, did the guy that was in Breaking Bad write <laughs> novels? I think it's because you drank this morning. <laughs> Right, I want to put it. It was this afternoon, right? Okay, don't make me feel. Don't me, make me to be worse than I am. For me, it Jesus. was this morning. Um, okay, yeah, but you're like I know, eight hours but behind. I totally that forgot about the time difference. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, let's see. Stupid American. Sorry, good. Whatever. I can see sunlight behind you. Okay, it looks like it's daytime. It's the middle of the fucking summer. Okay, I don't know what time it is there. It's also. It's also not daytime. It's. You know, nine o'clock at night. Exactly. I thought it was daytime because the sun is very bright. Okay. Benefit of the doubt here. Yeah. Okay, sure. When you go. Um, <laughs> let's see. Next, we have Harper Lee, which I just realized is, like, the only female I have on the classics, but I can't think of another popular female classic writer. She wrote To Kill a Mockingbird, um, which is, I love that book so much. So much. She, the, what was it? To Set a Watchman, I think, is the the prequel that came out after she died, which is also really good. Um, yeah, I've never read To Kill a Mockingbird, and it's one of the, it's one of the shames in terms of literature, because I know it's one of those books that, like, you've got to read, and I get that, is, but I've never read it. It is really good, actually. Because um, a bunch of these writers, the way they write, besides, well, not, Mark Twain and Harper Lee are the ones that aren't like this, but mostly when you read classic literature, you're like, oh, this is so hard to understand. I don't understand what they're trying to say. There's so much, like, rhetorical devices they're using or, like, the grammar structure's different. It just takes a lot of effort to read. And Harper Lee and Mark Twain, it isn't like that. So they're a lot easier for me to enjoy. Um, that makes sense. I understand that then. Yeah. The, the other three are, like, more, like, harder to read. Well, honestly, I don't... I just know that everyone likes Ernest Hemingway and that he's a popular American author, but I have no idea what the heck he wrote or if he was like a, a poet or an author. I have no idea. But everyone is like, oh, I bet they read Hemingway when they're trying to be like super deep in English major. I don't know. I have no idea. See, this is the thing as well is that you, when you mentioned, because you've got obviously you've got Hemingway down there. Um, and then, and I would like to, I would like to, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to tell on you a little bit. You put Hemingway and then in brackets, I don't know, everyone quotes him. I do! Yeah, right, but I, up until the moment that you put that in there, was completely convinced there and his Hemingway was English, and I don't know why. So, it shows how little I know when it comes to that. No, I thought he was too, I had to Google it. That's fair. So, you're, you're, you're totally fine. Um, and then we have Scott F. Fitzgerald, which I also wasn't sure if he was American. Okay, yeah, sorry, sorry, I, I don't want to, this is, again, I keep on interrupting you, it's not Scott F. Fitzgerald. Is it not? It's F. Scott Fitzgerald, God you've got that the wrong way around. Well, <laughs> and again, I only know that because, because the girlfriend is fairly obsessed with Great Gatsby, and I've been told about it quite a lot. So it's F. Scott Fitzgerald? F. Scott Fitzgerald, I think it's like francis or okay it is yes yeah, francis cool. but it's f scott Fitzgerald. okay so fitzgerald which i also realized i think mm-hmm. i spelled his last name wrong um you did you spelled it fitzgerald <laughs> <laughs> 
English is obviously not my forte. Uh, he wrote The Gate Gatsby. Whoa, that... Obviously, I can't say anything. <laughs> he wrote The Gay Gatsby. Yep, go on. <laughs> I would read that book. <laughs> the Great... I, I would read that book. <laughs> the Great Gatsby, which... I'm going to say the movie was way better than the book. I hated the book. <laughs> I'm going to go out and I'm going to say it. But he's a very popular I've, I've never, author. I've never seen any of them. Um, I don't know. A bunch of people quote him as well. So I'll give him that. And then the last one that I have is John Steinbeck, who wrote The Grapes of Wrath, which is like really strange, but he's a very popular American author as well. And I also realized that we have a great, most of the classic authors that are like very popular, besides, well, even Walt Whitman, the poet, they wrote a lot about, uh, like, classism and racism at the time, which, I don't know, I think that's interesting. That I don't know, I just thought that was cool. Yeah, okay, right, so I, this is... Again, it's one of these things that I, I get kind of slightly confused about in that I have heard of Huckleberry Finn, Leaves of Grass, To Kill a Mockingbird, Grapes of Wrath, and Great Gatsby, right? But I have not heard of Walt Whitman, Harper Lee, or John Steinbeck. I've heard of the books, but not the authors. Mm. Like, not at all. Because we, so we, over here, we read a lot of uh, American literature as well and when we're going through school. So I did, um, what the fuck did I do? I did uh, Death of a Salesman, which is an Arthur Miller play. I, th- I feel like Arthur Miller is American. I'm fairly certain he is. Actually, he is. I'm fairly certain he was married to Marilyn Monroe. Don't quote me on that, but I feel like he was. But yeah, no, that's, it's one of these things that I, you know, so we, we do get that sort of level of, of literature over here. And, you know, To Kill a Mockingbird, a lot of people read that when they're in like mm-hmm. high school and stuff. Um, same with The Great Gatsby. But, See, I think to I, 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 okay, I might just be saying it from my perspective, but for me, those books are education books that you wouldn't read them after you're finished your education. If that makes sense, they're they're books that the that people that, that teachers or that the education system used to teach people rather than books people would read for 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 pleasure for enjoyment. See, that's interesting because. I mean, like, even just, like, with Harper Lee, because she had the prequel come out, that was, like, a bunch of people bought copies of that. That's, like, an after, it wasn't kids buying that, and it wasn't taught in schools. So, like, she's still, like, a well-renowned author, and I also think that you may have that bias because you learned about them in school. Yeah, see, that makes sense. Yeah, that could be right. That could be right. Because, I mean, I didn't, I didn't read any of, I've not read any of the books that you've put across there, but I know for a fact that there's hundreds of people that I know that have read more than one of them but it always seems to be like through school like family members who read To Kill a Mockingbird or The Great Gatsby and stuff and your girlfriend that read Great Gatsby and it's, it's just not things that I ever did yeah I think I read I had to read To Kill a Mockingbird for school and The Grapes of Wrath for school the other ones I mean Walt Whitman I learned about in school but we didn't read The Leaves of Grass we just learned who he was because he was important in poetry yeah it's like um because that's another so I just, I did, admittedly i just looked this up uh, john steinbeck also um of mice and men 
it's one of those books that people have heard and people you know read but I couldn't tell you a single thing about it. I've, I've got no idea about it, but I've heard, I've heard of it, but I couldn't tell you anything about it. Yeah, I've never read of my siblings. Never read. Did I say read? You did say read, yeah. Mm. And I'm the one that's been drinking. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right, so... I feel, I feel like... And it's funny, because I will say this, like, so, you know, Sir Walter Scott and Rab Burns, I feel like they are... So much earlier, Sir Walter Scott than and oh yours. Okay, never mind. You said you said mine. Yeah, yeah. You said you said the R word weird. What? Like what? you said, I don't know. You, you said like a mixture between. I'm not pronouncing what you have written down in Robert, and I was like, what did he say? Oh, sorry. Um, yes, sorry. Sir Walter Scott and Rabbi Burns. Yes. I feel. I feel like they. It, they're like. So I've got them down as classic writers. I know it's obviously there'll be people, there'll be English majors and shit who will absolutely go through me for that, right? But that for me, it just feels so much earlier in in time than you know Mark Twain and Ernest Hemingway and F. Scott Fitzgerald. Like I feel like they're all like early nineteen hundreds. Yeah. I feel Whereas like... this, you know, the other mine are just like like eighteen seventeen hundreds. No. What Whitman was like the. 1800. What Whitman was alive when Abraham Lincoln was president? So pretty sure that was in the 1800s. That 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 means fucking nothing to me. I doesn't to me either, but I'm pretty sure Abraham Lincoln was not president in the 1900s. So. You know what? Entirely fair. <laughs> Absolutely fair. I think it's also like our country didn't start until like. The end of the 1700s. <laughs> so we don't our have... Country didn't start. <laughs> our country didn't start. We don't have as long as a history to have created authors. We didn't We didn't kick off until the 1700s. <laughs> yeah, okay, no, no I, I, I do. I understand that. Totally get that. But it's just funny that... that like, I would... For, for me, I would associate most of your writers with a period in time... And I would associate, you know, Rabbi Burns, Walter Scott with a completely different period in time. Like, for, for me, they're like, I don't want to say ancient, but like, like historical sort of, I don't know. I don't know how to describe what I'm trying to say, but just completely different periods in time. Yeah, it's like, they are completely different. But I feel like, like, even if you search like classic American authors, like the ones that I have written down or what's there, that's because that, those are our old people. Because you can't get much older than that. Yeah. Well, also... Yeah, that's, I mean, that's is, fair. Yeah. Was Mary Shelley British? As in Frankenstein? Yeah. She, um, I think she was. She was English. Yeah. yeah okay. Because um, I almost put her down, was, but I, uh, I, didn't, I thought she was English. She's English. She's, she is possibly one of the most bizarre people of all time. Um... I'm I'm kind of glad you brought her up because I get to exercise my singular Mary Shelley quote and that she lost her virginity on her mother's grave. I mean, an icon. No, not what I was going to say. You have but to know just I was really, being really bizarre. Kind of. No, because I mean, yeah, kind of, because that's the sort of shit that you would say an icon and mean it. But also, she basically ingen- she basically invented science fiction, mm-hmm. like full of, like 
yeah, like pretty much invented the whole genre of science fiction herself. So, and also she was like seventeen, I think, when she wrote Frankenstein. She was so young. Really. I, 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 again, not a history major. Don't quote me on that. But um, right, let me do some quick maths. She was born in seventeen ninety seven, and let's see, Mary Shelley Frankenstein, seventeen ninety seven to. Uh, shit, 97 to... She's 21. Dang. Yeah, that's... That's that's depressing. I mean, can you imagine writing what might be the most... Basically inventing the most famous monster in history at the age of 21. Yeah. Right, are we, are we leaving classics now? We're going to go into the more modern ones? Yeah, go for it. I'm going to be honest, right, so I think that your modern ones are probably better writers, but... <laughs> okay. My, my, you know, but I will say that my first one is a hell of a lot richer. Yeah. <laughs> so, a lot, of th- a lot of people don't know it, but J.K. Rowling, obviously author of Harry Potter, is Scottish. You know, I think she, she is, she's a Scottish author. Um... She's also the highest grossing author of all time. She was the first author to ever make a billion pounds or billion dollars for writing. She was also the first person ever to lose her billionaire status because of charity work. Like she invested so much in charities. I didn't know that. However, she's a bit problematic and I don't really know if I want to talk about her all that much. Yeah, she she is a bit problematic. Yeah, I, I feel like saying I you know I read Harry Potter I enjoyed Harry Potter she made a lot of money and she lost a lot of money because of charity is about enough yeah I think that's good yeah it's acknowledgement and that's all she's getting um the the second one is genuinely one of my favorite authors Irvin Welsh are you okay you've just you've just, just... Put your, you, you made a shocked face I just remembered like I don't know how I forgot this dude I forgot to mention Edgar Allan Poe which everyone knows. He was an American poet as well, but that was it. Okay. Yeah, he was... Is that, is that it? That was it. I just totally just, forgot. Just, you just wanted to mention Edgar Allan Poe, right? Yes. Okay. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, okay, so my second one, going back to it, was um, <laughs> uh, Irvin Welsh. Now, Irvin Welsh is uh, genuinely, like, 100% one of my favourite authors. Absolutely fantastic, but very, very Scottish. So, the one the one film was Train Spotting. Train Spotting was made, oh god, fucking been the nineties, I think it was, um, and was was an absolute hit. It's basically about heroin addicts in Edinburgh, but it's just a fantastic film. But the book itself is also absolutely brilliant. But it's written in, it's written in Scots. Mm-hmm. It's written in like it's written in Scot. Well, it's not even not even Scots. It's like a mix of like. It's a mix of spoken word Scots, like what it would sound like to speak it, not actual Scots written. It's it's like so rather than saying I've like I apostrophe v v e, it would be I've like I've done this a v. Because that's how people in Scotland would say it. That's what it would sound like phonetically. Yeah. Was written all like that, so it's a fucking hard read to get through because it, it you're, you're trying to translate. I mean, for me, it's all right because I understand it, but trying to translate it in your head is tough. Yeah. 
but you know, so he wrote he wrote Train Spotting was massive, um, and then he wrote a sequel, which was called Porno. Iconic. And it's basically this, yeah, it's basically the same four guys from the first book who trying to make money, try and film a porno. Or try and make money filming a porno is really really bizarre, um, and then I think there's a third one called Skag Boys. I, I, I don't know if it, it it's the same four, the same story carried on, or if it's just in the same sort of universe. Um, there's another one which is called Filth, which was made into a film, the James McAvoy film, um, and all of these take place like in Edinburgh, like it's a ve- they're very kind of Scottishy things and everyone in it is is very sort of scots and but um filth filth is is one of the few books where i have read it and genuinely hated the protagonist really like you're meant to hate him you're meant to you're meant to really dislike the main character because he's just this horrible guy and he just just like really really horrible person all the stuff he does is just vile throughout the whole book I like I kind of like books like that where it's um you like have to hate the main character I think it's interesting because sometimes it's nice to have like a change when you're reading well that's it. it it was such a sort of refreshing look at books because the whole way th- through every book I've read you're trying to follow the main character and be like oh I hope they survive and then in that you're you're kind of like I kind of want this guy to die like I kind of don't like him it's really weird yeah and then the last the last Irvin Welsh book I read was called Acid House um, which is like a series of short stories Um. And they're very funny. They're just sort of taking the piss out of like anything in modern sort of modern life, but it has what what I think will go down as my absolute favorite short story, or short bit of writing ever. Um, and this is the thing I told you earlier on. I, I do want to read it because it's been very short, but it's very funny. Um, it was, you said when we embarked on this great adventure together that lots of laughter was essential in a relationship. I agreed. You also made the point that a great deal of sex was of equal importance. Again, I agreed, wholeheartedly. In fact, I remember your exact words. Laughter and sex are the barometers of a relationship. This was the statement you made, if I remember correctly. Don't get me wrong, I couldn't agree, agree more. But no, at the same time, you fucking cow. Did you say you're fucking cow? Yeah, this is, it basically... It, it's, it's about a guy who... You know, he, his, his wife or his girlfriend always said that having lots of fun and laughing, but also having lots of sex was really important in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But she kept on laughing at him while they were in bed together. Oof. I just, but I, I remember the first time I read that, and, and like, I, I will laugh at films and TV all the time, but I've never laughed at a book so much. Really? Like, I was... I was crying with laughter the first time I read that because it comes out of nowhere. Oh, that's great. Um, but no, that's that is all I have. Like genuinely, that was all I could find for like well-known, like on the international stage, well-known 
authors. Yeah. From Scotland. So I just added two more authors to my list, which are probably debatable, but they've made a lot of money because of their books, so I decided to add them. Um... <laughs> I've just seen who it is. <laughs> uh, but we'll start from the top. So basically, for me to come up with modern, I was like, okay, who is making books now and is making hella money from it? Because I used to work in libraries, so I was trying to think of books that everyone was always checking out and the people that are still writing now and always coming out with new books. So the first one is James Patterson, who just has like, I don't know how he writes so much. Like, it, it seems impossible. And you said you didn't know who James Patterson was? No, no idea. Okay, so he's like, I also realized that most of our most popular authors nowadays write suspense or thriller or horror. Uh, very interesting, at least for the adult stage, these are adult writers. Uh, so James Patterson does that kind of, usually like thriller suspense novels. Um, and then Stephen King, which I know you know who that is. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I've, I've read a couple of Stephen King novels. I do. I never yeah. have, and I keep meaning to, but I just haven't. I want to read It eventually, but it's just so big, and I don't know. It's it's funny. Stephen King, I think, is the most adapted writer, like, to film, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's one of these things that everyone knows, you know, they know It and The Shining and Pet Cemetery and stuff like that, but Stephen King also wrote the novella that The Shawshank Redemption is based off of. Yeah. Which is one of my favorite films ever, but it's I think it's like a thirty-page novella, and it's a three-hour film. Really? Like they've really stretched out. Oh, uh, yeah, like it's a really long film. Huh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and then there's Daniel Steele, who also does like crime, mystery writing, and then apparently this dude's name is weird, Dean Koontz. James made fun of his name. Yeah. Um, no, all I said was he would not become big in Scotland because Kuntz is far too close to cunts. See, I don't think it is, but I also say them very differently. So, there's that. Uh, he's, he's a horror That's writer. True. And then John Grisham, which never, I... I've never heard of him. Dean Kuntz? Nope. Yeah, he, never he's heard a popular him. horror writer. People usually say, like, oh, if you like Stephen King, you'll like Dean Kuntz. Uh, there's John Grisham, which... Honestly, I couldn't tell you what kind of books he writes. I assume it's suspense. I have no idea. I just know that everyone wanted his books from the library. And then the two that I added that are more young adult, because I realized I don't think we did anything with that, um, is the woman who wrote Twilight. Even though I've never read the Twilight books, I'm sure they're actually garbage. Sorry if you liked them. Um, I don't think they're good writing. But apparently they were good enough to build fandom out of, so I deserve some acknowledgement. Stephanie Meyer. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Susan Collins, who wrote The Hunger Games, which actually was really fucking good. Um, I I really liked The Hunger Games. It was I really so did. good. The, the first book was amazing. I don't remember what I thought after I read the next two books, but I just remember reading the first book and thinking it was mind-blowing. You know, it's funny that, because you mentioned, obviously, those two there, but you didn't mention E.L. James with Fifty Shades. No, see, I thought about that, and I was like, I just don't even want to bring that up. <laughs> okay, but, but please tell me you know the story about how that came about. Yes, it's a fan fiction about Twilight. Of Twilight? Yes. Yeah, I, I love that so much. It's so bizarre, but... And it's funny... I, I love that then... 
because it went on to be so big. Twilight is based off of a city in Washington called Forks, and then the fan fiction that was written is set in Seattle, which is based on Twilight. So it just it's all Washington. Yeah. Very strange. Yeah, it's, I didn't. I, I've read. I read the Hunger Games. I've got the Hunger Games books. I'm actually. I'm looking. I'm looking behind me because my my bookcase sits directly behind me whenever I'm recording, and so many of the books are like well, like properly well known series. You know, like uh, Hunger Games, mm-hmm. uh, Harry Potter, yeah. um, the Da Vinci Code books. Like I said to you earlier yeah. on, that you should have mentioned, but you didn't. Well, yeah, um, Dan Brown is a great author, but I just don't know a lot of people that know his name. I got his work tattooed on my arm. I think we should have mentioned it. Okay, maybe you <laughs> should have mentioned it because you got his work tattooed on your arm. That's entirely fair. Well, in that case, I'll also mention Michael Crichton. Another okay, American yes. author that I fucking Which reminds love. me, I saw... Because he did. I saw someone wearing a Jurassic Park sweatshirt yesterday and I thought of you. Absolutely. I, I would... I would. I, you know you know for a fact I would wear a Jurassic Park sweatshirt. Yes. 100%. Um, but yeah, no, Michael Crichton who did Jurassic Park and its sequel, The Lost World, and then The Andromeda Strain and all three of them are some of my favourite books. Also got a tattoo of his work because I got a dinosaur tattooed on my arm. <laughs> but... Obsessed with. Don't make me out to be uncool because I've got a dinosaur tattooed on my arm. <laughs> the way you said that. <laughs> yeah, it was defensive. Shut the fuck up. Um. Do you know one that I one that you haven't mentioned and it's don't be wrong. This is not me blaming you, but it's it's just more for for me is see the the sort of biographical side of things. So. Goodfellas, the film Goodfellas, you know, one of the top 100 films of all time, whatever it is, great gangster film, I absolutely love it, but that's based off of a book, and it's something that I feel like we maybe did talk about, when we, though we've not talked about films, mm-hmm. I thought we talked about films, we haven't, but there's so many, I went through a period of time where all I wanted to do was read books that had film adaptations, mm-hmm. so I could read the book and watch the film and compare them. What a nerd. So that's that's how I got in, that's how I got into shut up that's how I got into Jurassic Park and that's how I got into um, the Hunger Games. Uh, it's also the reason that I read you know um, Wise Guys the book that the Goodfellas is based off of, and I read Harry Potter again like four times because I wanted to compare it to it, and also the reason that I read Stephen King because mm-hmm. it was one of these things that I wanted to be able to compare the two of them together. Um, but no, it's, it, I just like Fight Club as well. For me, was one of the one of the best I read because even though I knew what happened in the film, there's still the bits in the book that you just you don't get, and it's why I, it is. It's why I love reading is that you don't get that sort of the sort of uh, the build up and the build up and the build up for something like the, the films have got to make it too quick because they've got runtime, but the yeah. books you can read over however long you want. Which is, um, it's funny that you bring that up, because I literally had a dream about that last night, which is so strange. Like, I had a dream that they were remaking the Harry Potter movies to exactly match the books. It was wild, which they should do. <laughs> but. Okay, they, sh- they, sh- they should, but let's be honest, given given how, how much people hate J.K. Rowling at the moment. I mean, it's... 
you, you can separate that. Um, well, see, that's the thing, and it's it's, it's interesting because I I've had this conversation I think with you and with you know family and friends is that I one hundred percent believe in the separation from the art and the artist. I feel like it it depends on what it is because I feel like it's okay to support Harry Potter and not support J.K. Rowling because they it it's like become this whole fandom thing where the point is. You can just forget who J.K. Rowling is whenever you're doing anything with Harry Potter. And it's also, it was a, a safe space for a bunch of people who she doesn't like. Uh, so, I don't know. It, it, I'm like on the fence about it. Yeah, no, so I, I, yeah, no, I get that. I do. But let's be honest. See, quite a few, I, I imagine quite a few of your classic writers would be shall we say, horrendously racist nowadays. I mean, they were the ones, like I said, that were writing... Some, some of them, no, okay, some of them weren't, like, yeah, like Harper Lee, obviously, no, but I reckon Hemingway and stuff would probably have some controversial streaks, oh. shall we say. I mean, probably, yeah, if they lived today. Yeah. I mean, I don't know anything about them. But that's the thing so. is, that that's what I'm saying, like, I, I, I just, I 100% agree with the separation from the art and the artist, because... I don't want to feel bad about supporting, you know, a, a, a music a, like music or a film or whatever, because I love that that bit of art, but can't, or I've been told not to because of the creator. Like, I I don't want to let what someone has done impact how I enjoy their work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I get, I get why it's sort of difficult, especially like I mean, don't be wrong. A, a remake of of Harry Potter would make J.K. Rowling fucking filthy rich. Yeah. Which obviously you don't want to do. I get that, but it's sort of um. You know, it's something that you got to kind of deal with, and that sort of balance. I mean, if her getting filthy rich means I get a whole new Harry Potter like TV series that goes chapter by chapter, I'm down. Okay, fair. That's um... <laughs> you. You I'm gotta really... take the pros and the cons, and that that pro way outweighs that con, man. You you do, but but yeah, we spoke about this. But we spoke about this before. You know, you chose Pride Month to say that. So um... okay. <laughs> <laughs> so swiftly moving on because we um actually shit I got one I got one more thing that I actually forgot to say. So um nineteen eighty four. Uh, which is one of the most famous novels ever written. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah, read we, it. it was something it? we had okay. to yeah. read in high school, although I don't think I read it. Oh, okay, right, okay. So 1984, I... <laughs> I it's, it, 1984 was one of my sort of um, literature claim to fames for a couple of reasons. So the first one is um, I read it in a day. Damn. I... I I woke up, it was, I was going on holiday, I was going to Spain, mm. and I woke up at four o'clock in the morning to go to Spain, and I read from four o'clock until midnight-ish, and finished the book, and it was absolutely phenomenal, absolutely loved it, but about a year or two later, and I was sitting in a pub in, in East Kilbride, which is where I'm from, and this pub had loads of different bits and like facts about East Kilbride around it, mm-hmm. and one of them said that George Orwell wrote most of 1984 while in our local hospital because he was suffering with tuberculosis. So it was written in East Kilbride. That's so interesting. 
so 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 bizarre and then he got sent to one of the Scottish islands to finish it because he thought the clean air would be good for him but it was it was it was fascinating I was sat there going like I, I, I read this book I love this book um, it's so interesting that it was written you know a mile down the road yeah that is that's like crazy that it just looks like happenstance that you like found that yeah oh so so bizarre um, it really was so I, just before we recorded, I, I, I like to ask, you know, on our Discord, yeah. you know, if anyone has any questions. And it, it's made me realise that I really, really need to, to ask people who aren't internet friends, so I don't know their real names, because the, the person the person who, who responded to the, to the request was called a massive failure, and I don't know what his real name is. And I feel bad. But the question was, what are the different books that you read in school? So, you know, obviously, I don't know, we've got, we don't have too long left, but I want to ask, what was your favourite book that you read in school? My favourite book? Yeah. Books that I have to read for school. I think I'd have to say my favourite book that I had to read for school was The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. Yeah. Again, one of these books that I've heard of, but it's I have just, no idea what it's about. I mean, it's about a little boy that lives in the South, and he, I don't remember, he's like, parents are dead or something, so he lives with like an aunt or a grandma or something, and he's just like a troublesome little kid that gets into all trouble all the time, but he thinks it's like really innocent trouble, but he get, like gets mixed in with like a bunch of like racism and like all of this stuff that he I don't know he like helps free a slave or something it's really cool fair enough it's, you know very different from mine my my favorite was um a book called the things they carried and it was a series of short stories that were all written by Vietnam war vets mm-hmm. about their time in Vietnam absolutely fascinating it was really really good I absolutely loved that um, what's it called the things they carried the things they carried yeah the, it's the first short story i think is called the things they, so it's, the book the overall book is called the things they carried the first short story is also called the things they carried and it's written from one of the guys that was was in vietnam sat in base camp looking around his squad mates whatever talking about the little individual items that they all carried with them when they went out on patrol so it was like a lighter that some guy had got from his his aunt or some shit like that or like a small teddy bear or what you know yeah. all this sort of stuff it was really it was absolutely fascinating really really enjoyed that um i thought it was really interesting really enjoyed it that sounds cool though i think i would like be too emotionally distraught reading that, so I'm not gonna read that, but I will recommend it to the boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um Right, I don't think I have anything else. Um, to you? No, I don't think so. No. Okay, right, well, um everyone go go read a book. Yes. Um Yeah. Okay, uh, you can get in touch with us on Twitter at across t pond or on uh, on email at the across the pond pod at gmail dot com. We have a Discord channel that will be in the bio of the Twitter page. Um, 
But other than that, I don't think there's anything else. Yep, so I'll... You all done? Yeah, I guess we'll just talk next week then. For them. Yep, see you later. Two weeks. Two weeks, dang. Okay, bye. (laughs) Two weeks. (laughs) Bye.